right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. And we are back uh, doing more uh, super stuff this week. Uh, we just got done doing a three-episode Superman. Or actually, technically, we just got done finishing a four-episode Superman series with yeah. a long break in the middle of the two of them. Yeah. So we've now reviewed Superman 1. As far as movies go, we've reviewed Superman 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. Uh, we just finished four last, uh, last episode. Yeah, so the Christopher Reeve quadrology is out of the way yeah we finished that so now we're going on to uh a movie just adjacent to it same era this was 1984 uh today we're going to be watching the supergirl movie which the I'm... movie that really wanted to be squeezed into that universe it, and it did <laughs> uh didn't uh, quite make it apparently christopher reese was going to make a cameo but then didn't because he was in a different movie uh, <laughs> yeah. probably good move on his part yeah he probably got to set and was like yeah maybe this isn't a great idea but before we get into dissing that movie too hard i do want to be clear this is one of those rare special episodes oh, where yeah. I think I thoroughly enjoyed both of the things we consumed. It was a great week. time. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. For very different reasons. Yeah, totally. Because the comic was, like, actually good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Whereas the movie was just fun to watch. Exactly, yeah. But either way, both very entertaining. No, totally. Uh Fun fact, this is also our 100th episode of, Holy of Agents shit. of Podcast. Yes, it is. That was, yeah, that was a good combination to do for the 100. Yep, I- indeed it was. I was happy. I was like, yeah, I hope it's a good one. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was a really good one. Right. <laughs> uh, so this will be episode 100. Uh, we're in the triple digits now. Hell yeah. Uh, and going Crazy. strong. So we are going to be uh, reviewing today. Uh, the book for this week is uh, Supergirl Being Super. Um, it is a book from 2015, relatively recently. Um, I'll get through the creative team right now, just before I forget. Uh, this book is written by uh, Mariko Tamaki, uh, pencils by Joelle Jones, inks by uh, Sandu Florea, colors by Kelly Fitzpatrick, letters by uh, Saida Temafante, and uh, covers mostly it looks like by Joelle Jones and Kelly Fitzpatrick. Why don't all books do this? Oh, with the creative team right there Just on the cover? Just right there. Oh, I was, where It's all in a super easy-to-find place. I found it immediately. <laughs> it was, that's why I went to it right away. I was like, hey, here they all are. Let's, right? get, let's get it out there. It's so fucking convenient. Yeah, it's literally everyone. Yeah, that's perfect. And I'm, this is a cool book, too, because I heard about Supergirl being super, but I never really was that interested in it. But when I, I looked for a Supergirl book to read, I saw the creative team on this book, and I instantly got very excited because these are both uh, two really good people in comics right now. I was going to, yeah, the, um, the whole like composition of this team like absolutely knocks it out of the park yeah this is the first marika tamaki book that i've read but i've heard only good things about her books yeah i've Um, never heard the name but yeah she did a great job with this uh joelle jones i'm a huge fan of she's a fantastic fucking artist Uh, okay she does a bunch of dc i was gonna say i didn't recognize her either but yeah this the art in this book is fantastic there's a book of hers that you'd really like called lady killer it's a it's a two i think i've heard of that it's a two volume like horror story about this housewife who's like a murderer okay it's really good huh Uh, she she writes and does the art for it Okay. Um, but she's also, uh, she made a, a big name for herself recently doing like a fuckload of Batman issues. Gotcha. Um, and she also draws, uh, or she wrote uh, Catwoman before Rom V took over. Oh, cool. Uh, it was okay. like a 20 issue run of Catwoman that she did. Nice. Um, so she's a writer and uh, an artist as well there, but I nope. particularly really enjoy her art. It's really fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Before I get too far into the book, I do want to remind everyone, since this is a new episode, if you want to follow us over on Twitter, we are over at Agents of Podcast. Um, if you want to find out ahead of time what we're reading, although I say that now, but I'm realizing I never announced this book. This one a special <laughs> yeah, treat. This one kind of came out of the bag. It- it did, and and really, I mean, that's where we find gold. Apparently, yeah, it was a happy accident. I was like, you know what? We we've been 
I've been holding this Supergirl movie in reserve. When we when, really have been. It's kind of been like on deck for a while. It's always been the one-off where it's like we could do this, but now it's like right after Superman. That's yeah. the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this book uh, in particular, I highly recommend it. If you've been looking for like a book to like get into Supergirl, I highly, I highly recommend this one. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, like I've, I've never read anything. It's but a good Supergirl, Supergirl origin too. It's, oh, it, totally. It's not necessarily the canon one because this isn't. This is technically a universe where she landed first. Yeah. And Clark was the one who came later. Okay. Which is fine. I mean, it's basically the same. It still works. Yeah, it works yeah. perfectly. Um, because I like the the like the Ma and Pa Kent that uh Kara gets in this book. Yeah, definitely. Because they're not like perfect either. They feel like believable parents. Definitely. Which yeah. I really enjoyed. Yeah, because her dad is or he's basically just kind of distant the whole time. And he's very like Midwestern dad. Yeah, too. It's, it's a very yeah. like no business, like uh just all business, like no uh, Mr. Bootstraps. Yeah, yeah no that, funny stuff. That kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I really like her her family in this book. Um, one thing before we get too far into the story and whatnot, one um, honestly, my biggest takeaway, my biggest gripe with this book, is that I wish it would have kept going. Yeah, it, I mean they had to fit a lot into a little, but it, like it still works. I don't know if from the beginning this was supposed to be a mini series. I'm thinking it was because it's like a very specific thing. But this honestly feels like the great start to an ongoing book. That's what I was wondering if this was supposed to be like a launching point for this, like a reboot of like a Supergirl origin or because it, 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 it feels like it I, absolutely could have just kept going. I think it was launched as just like a mini, but just a, honestly, yeah, one off. I could have read this for like 50 issues, just going into this whole alt universe. Oh yeah, Supergirl. Let's have it be like Spider Gwen, where you just make your own rules. DC characters can be whatever you want them to be because it's yep. a little twisted. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it would have been fucking awesome. Because we do get a little bit of that. Like Lex Luthor gets introduced at the end with like a slightly different take. Yeah, uh, but still mostly the Lex Luthor we know. Yeah. Um, it ends up being like the villain behind the scenes, but then it's over. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, damn it, I was really enjoying. Oh, no, this. no, Superman does exist in this. No, I know, but he comes later. Yeah, later on. Yeah. So that that's what I meant. That's why I said Kara and Superman are swapped. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, they're like, oh, there's been some other guy with right. like a red and blue suit. Because in Superman's story, he landed first, and then he later yeah. found Kara flying around, and then they met. Gotcha. Was like, oh, it's my cousin. Yeah. Yep. Um, so their role, roles are swapped, but I really like her. Um, I, I get why they did it because the Superman origin is just really good. Like landing in the middle yeah. of nowhere and then you like have these Midwestern parents. Yep. Um, so they kind of use that, but it, it, it's not like a copy and paste like you would expect. Like you'd think the origin is going to be like, oh, they're going to have like their own, uh, small veil, their own versions of every character, but it's really not. It's very, very unique other than the fact that she li- it lives in a farm in Kansas. That's pretty much the only similarity. Yeah, and it, it's obviously like a, it feels a lot more modern because I you think like with Superman, it's like the Smallville thing, and like you think of the Atomic Family kind of fifties era type suburbs. Right. Uh, we get introduced to Akara and her two best friends, Dolly and Jen. Uh, Jen is basically like this, you know, athlete jock type, um, and they have they do like the the classic trope that you pretty much have to do in a superhero high school story where one of your teachers is a villain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I I kind of had that in mind going in. I didn't think it, I thought th- I didn't think it was going to be her. I thought she was going to be more like a like a superhero mentor type. Yeah. But she ended up being the villain. I was like, you know what? I should have seen. I that caught coming. onto it pretty quick because the biggest giveaway was because uh, like right away. And like they're they're on the track team, and this track coach gives uh, the three of them like these bracelets. Yeah, and they're and like they even Car, one of her friends, even brings it up. It's like, why are we the only ones that got this? Like no other like sports club or team got these bracelets. Like why are we so special? And it does seem a little weird, like a weird thing. Like you could just have something like that in your phone nowadays, and this yeah. is very modern. I mean, it's basically yeah. just a Fitbit from right, the way exactly. they so describe it's like, it. Why do we have these weird not Fitbits? Yeah, that we have <laughs> like, to wear at all. What is times? this Lex Core? <laughs> yeah, like who is this? 
Um, and so yes, there's uh, she's monitoring all three of them because we find out at the end the the uh, the teacher, the runner instructor, is a supervillain like scientist working for Lex Luthor and trying to turn Kryptonians into batteries. Yep. Um, she doesn't know Kara is a Kryptonian yet, but she has another one like in the basement beneath like this whole town. Yep. Um, so it's kind of causing fuckery, which we'll soon get into some of very soon. Yeah, because one of the continuing themes through this is that her like powers keep giving out randomly. Like she'll get this weird like electric surge and her powers won't work, and yep. then you find out it's it's because of the tied interference to the going on with the machines and right? the bracelets too. Oh right, yeah, yeah. God, flipping through this, I just can't say enough about the art. It's hard for like me to describe how and why art is good, but you really just have to to see. I mean, if you know Joelle Jones art, you're just you know what you're getting. But if you don't, you really owe it to yourself to pick up one of her books because this art is amazing. Yeah, it's just got super crisp crisp lines. Yeah, like, and especially it, with like it like uh like creases on faces or like arm hair type stuff like that. Like it all just looks super hashed out. Yeah, and even in like the smallest panels, like everything is like very expressive. Oh yeah. Yeah, like this page was just like a shattering like window. Yeah, like that that's a great example. Like yeah. she keeps having these memories of like uh Krypton, like when she was sent on the rocket, just like, you know, Clark Kent's origin. Mm-hmm. Uh and sh- and it she keeps having these like shattered glass like memories and the uh, yeah, the art is fucking amazing. Yep. Okay, I don't know if I fully understand the goop, the zit goop. Okay, that part legitimately grossed me out. <laughs> yeah, no, that was disgusting. <laughs> but what was the was that because of the power interference? I I think that was just kind of a bit where it's like, oh, like oh, Supergirl's going, puberty? yeah, Kryptonian puberty. <laughs> okay. Like your zits are fucking like have the liquid capacity of like a a water tower. Yeah, no, there's a bit in the first episode or the first episode, the first <laughs> issue where Kara is like uh, her friends are teasing her over the zit she has on her face. Yeah, and at the very end, she's like of this issue, she's like in the mirror and she pops the zit. Ah, uh. and Joelle Jones for some reason <laughs> she just d- decided to do this. Does a full page spread of like zit juice all over the <laughs> fucking bathroom. Yeah, it looks like the scene from It. It, With, yeah. like, the blood comes out of the sink. Yeah, it is very gross. Yeah, like, she li- literally talks about how it took her, like, hours to clean her. Th- yeah, three <laughs> hours to clean up her That's zit juice. That's the part juice. that grossed me out. Because yeah. I started picturing her just, like, with a, a washcloth, just like, oh, no. That'd be disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> just cleaning up zit pus. Fuck that. For three hours. Yeah, so that was very gross. Like I said, Joel Jones, horror, horror of the <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot more sense now that I know that. <laughs> no uh, no uh, stranger to horror. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I guess that was just a bit like Kryptonians have explosive zits. Yeah, I think he would, I think uh, she was just having fun with that one. <laughs> so Clark Kent always had a bucket ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this first issue opens up. Was this still the first issue? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they're kind of um, longer because it's only a four issue. Yeah, they're kind of like beefier issues. They're all like 50, uh, 50 pages. Yep. Um, yeah, this first uh, issue kind of ends with the climax of them doing like a, a big school. like it's a track uh, meet. Yeah, track meet. And... Um, Kara is in it just like casually, but and because she can't really run. Because yeah. They show her running earlier and she runs like a million miles an hour, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, one of her friends even brings it up later. It's like, yeah, like you run the exact time every time you do the same run. Right. Like, that we know that's not normal. So you're just doing like a pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is where things finally start to get like a little weird. Like so far, it's just been kind of just like car learning our powers, no real conflict, no danger. Yeah. Uh, this is when things kind of get started because in the middle of her run, what I was saying earlier is car is like kind of taken this seriously, but her friend Jen is like, wants to be like a professional athlete. Yeah. Like she's looking to get like scholarships yeah, and, and there's stuff. like, so there's like college scouts and whatnot in the stands. So she's like ready to do like the race of her life. Yeah. Which unfortunately, uh, ends up a being. poor choice of words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Cause yeah, 
this giant earthquake happens and literally like causes like a giant rift in the earth right in the middle of like where they're running. Like imagine like the state, the football stadium blowing up in Batman, yeah. like with Bane. Yeah. Uh, it's like ever, so people are like falling in these giant holes in the earth, uh, including um, it starts out with Dolly. She like falls, but then uh, Kara like grabs her and is able to pull her up. Um, but Jen, I, I think from the way the art looks, it looks like she like stayed behind to like help other people like pull up on the rocks. Yeah. Uh, and then she ends up falling into the um, into the abyss as well, and Kara ends up running over and saving her as well, like holding up this giant beam to stop like Dolly from being crushed, so yeah. now Dolly can see that Kara is like a superpowered person. Yep. And it's this really like tragic scene. This was really well played, like logistically for like tension and story building. Oh yeah, because like she's holding onto her, like grabbing onto the edge. So you're like, oh okay, this is where like we get the heroic, like one more reach. Yeah, like remember what Dad taught me. Here we go. <laughs> like that's totally what I was expecting. Yep. Um, but she's holding onto Dolly, and she is like, she, it looks like she's gonna hold on. Or sorry, to uh to Jen, and it looks like she's gonna do fine. Like Jen kind of like hurt her head, so she's unconscious. Um, so she can't like grab on or do anything herself really. Um, and they have, like, rescue people coming in with a rope to try to, like, save them, but they're not coming fast enough. And Kara, by all means, if she was going to, like, she, it looked like she was ready to just be like, fuck it, I'm just going to use my powers, I don't care who sees me. Yeah, she could have just sat there until, the, like, the help came. Yeah, and uh, I think she was ready to just fucking throw herself up and just be a super, like, who yeah, cares? Yeah, that too. Um, But then that's when the... Uh, the kind of the power weakening rays hit again from yeah, the machine. Yeah, she like her hands like starts glowing yellow and yeah. stuff. And so she loses her powers and so like loses a grip. And so they like uh, she loses the grip on Jen and like dives after her and that's when like the rescue worker grabs Kara. Yeah. And yeah, her friend falls to her death. And it's just like tension wise that was so fucking intense cuz like oh, I had yeah. no I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, they that kind of came out of no I thought for sure that was just going to be like oh this is the first time she does like her first huge heroic deed. Right. Or it's going to be like the the Superman thing where it's like you saved her but you can't show people your power. Yeah. I was expecting something like that, but this is way more of like a, a inciting incident. Totally, yeah. Uh and speaking on the art more, like there's a couple pages later after that happened, she's like sitting by the ambulance with like a blanket over her and there's like a full page where the blanket it has like a reflection of like the Jen falling, and it's just like a bunch of webs and shit. Yeah, like oh, it, it looks nuts. It's not just Jen falling, but it's also her. Oh yeah, it's her mom too. Yeah, yelling after her as she yep. leaves, like mirroring that. Oh, it's very very good. And it's like all it's art done like in the creases of the blanket. It's so it's so crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, the the next uh, couple issues are just like this this really like it it, it gets really sad. Uh, oh yeah, it's big sad. Oh yeah, because like it's Kara just like dealing with her grief and like uh, her friend dying and the fact that she could have like without that power weakening ray could have like saved her. Like if you're like if you're Supergirl, you're feeling like you could have saved your friend there. So it's like yeah, an extra like uh, a stab in the gut for her. Um, and they're speaking of like, don't show them your powers. They do have a, a, a scene like that, but they do it way better than I've seen other, like, for example, man of steel is the classic, like stupid example where it's like, don't show them your powers, son. Yeah. I'm going to jump into this tornado. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh, but this one is, is much more interesting because it, it shows like a flashback of when Kara was like a little girl and so far her parents hadn't really told anyone about her. But for the first time, like, uh, Kara's, like, grand grandparents come to visit on her mom's side. Like, they're at, at her house. And they kind of, and they don't know yet that Kara is, like, a super girl. Like, they yep. don't trust, uh, her mom doesn't trust her parents with that information. But there's this part where, like, her, her uncle, it's not really explicitly stated, but I'm guessing, like, drunkenly passed out in the barn or something. Yeah. Um, 
because he's just like passed out and the barn's on fire. And Kara, like as like a six year old, runs in and saves her. And she's like, I had to save Grandpa. Yeah, drags him out. Yeah. And, and her dad's like, Well, of course she did, but shit. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. now her grandparents are just like, That that child ain't rat. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and they do it. It's just like a mid- Midwestern, like overly religious family would do. It's like, That child is Satan. Right. Like, <laughs> that is a demon. That's <laughs> exactly how they react. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's like a much more like, realistic like uh just the way it's played out in this i, I buy it way more oh than, absolutely than i bought it in like for example man of steel i totally yeah by bounds where it's like in that in that example it's like um it's like clark like saving a bus full of kids and his dad's like you shouldn't have done that <laughs> whereas in this situation it's like her parents don't say you shouldn't have done that they're just like well fuck now how do we deal with it yeah like, it's just a situation yeah it's just, exactly you, do what you gotta do but now there's consequences yep um, but that's what i mean when i say i like the way that Kara's like family is played in this because they're not the best people always mm-hmm. but like they're very believable like this is what i expect like a family in, in like the middle of kansas who finds Kara to be like <laughs> yeah would try to like contain a huge secret right and, and then like Try to keep portray it, some semblance of normalcy. Keeping them away from their overly re- religious extended family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's all. Like I was like, oh shit, yeah, nope, that hits close to home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the plot thickens when Kara um kind of like finds the battery in her little wristwatch thingy, and it says LexCorp, mm-hmm. and she's able to kind of uh, track it to this underground facility, like listening to like this word "save me, save me," and it's the the message is coming from another Kryptonian who we mentioned earlier, who is. This I th- at first I thought it was going to be Clark, but it's this like original Kryptonian character, yeah, who also just happened to land here, uh, and he's kind of like an evil bastard because the only thing that's happened to him since he got here is he's been like experimented on by the government. Yeah, his the way his origin is kind of funny actually because he basically like came to Earth and within like an hour he just gets surrounded by a bunch of special ops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's his only interaction. Yeah, and, and immediately goes to Area Fifty One and is dissected. Yeah. it's like wow, this planet is the worst. <laughs> So it's like you don't necessarily blame him because what has he seen? Exactly. But like yeah. at the same time, he is just the evilest person. Yeah, because as soon as Kara like releases him, and he's just like once she gets out of earshot, be like, I'll kill them all. <laughs> be like, well, here we go. He's in kill all humans mode. Yeah. Like, this is part where he's just sitting looking at the sunset over the city, and this one guy comes up with like a a camera. He's like, don't you love the sunset out here? <laughs> it sure is pretty. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No. He's like waiting for the sun to go down. He's got a uh, a. Like the, he's got a thing to look at the stars, and the dude's yeah. just like, the stars aren't for you, human. <laughs> it's just like, fuck you, bud. You don't own the sky. Uh, yeah, so it's very believable, but also, yeah, it's hard to... Also, horrible name, too. Tanon. Tanon. <laughs> Is that just supposed to be because he's like a hot boy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does, does kind of have a tan. Uh, but that Kara, like, rescues him, and it's hilarious because she's instantly, like, into him. She's like, oh. <laughs> right abs uh, ripped dude which is just the worst decision because this is like we just said this guy is a serial murderer yeah yeah <laughs> he's ready to like murder all of earth but it's very easy for her, uh, him to convince her like hey like she this person kidnapped me they're using me because i'm kryptonian i'm kryptonian i can tell you about our home yeah also look at my abs let's get out of here <laughs> Um, and so Kara instantly is like, yeah, that, that all makes sense. That let's works. Go, let's go along with it. And even it's funny because in her inner dialogue, she's like, why am I doing this? It's yeah. Like, she she's has a teenager. A, right? I know. She has a moment. She's like, why am I playing the character of like a high school, like sweetheart? Right. Like, why I feel am like I... I'm smarter than this, but I'm doing it anyway. It's like, oh, that's being a teenager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not very on brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is where I kind of, I like, I really wish this whole 
interaction in this whole thing could have been played out a lot more because this whole interaction of like having your teacher secretly be experimenting on Kryptonians and then you discovering it, but then finding out the person that you rescued is actually evil and they're going too far with their with their with their revenge plot. Like this is so much more that you could have had this been a whole ass like fifty two issue run. Oh yeah, like you don't even not just with this, but like with now you got to deal with Lex Luthor. Now you're going on to all this new stuff. Yep. Uh, Y- your friend found a girlfriend. It- it- we're getting all set up. We're doing all this character stuff, and now it's, over. <laughs> it's it's over. Yeah, and like this whole ending, I was like, I was reading through it. I was like, oh, this is about to end. Like we're rushing through all this because this is the last issue, and now it's over. <laughs> yeah, because so I was like, really digging it. Within like the span of about six pages, they infiltrate like this LexCorp base. She, uh, Kara gets captured and put on a testing table. Then rescued then, immediately. Then Tanon comes, rescued immediately. Yeah. He obliterates everyone in the room, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. it's like everything is just moving at a million miles an hour, which I don't blame Yeah, it's Mariko Tamaki. What else are you going to do? It's I mean, forced, it's yeah. Four issues. You gotta, the, the story's over. For sure. Um, I just wish it wasn't. <laughs> um, and, and it ends with a cool cliffhanger, too, because like uh, Kara's just like at a diner, and... Um, and she finds out that Superman's nearby, so she flies up in the just in her street clothes up to them. It puts on like a cape real quick, yeah, uh, and then flies up just to talk with him. And, and I, I, I don't know what else to say. I really wish this would have gone on longer. Um, maybe put this creative team on the real Supergirl book. I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's just my suggestion. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why they. I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, yeah. So because I'm assuming like that run there, that four, that little mini probably did pretty well, or yeah. like got good reviews. And it's not like neither of them are doing no work. I mean, you can find uh, what uh, their books all over. But at the same time, this this was good. Yeah, <laughs> there's, I, it, there's not that many good Supergirl books, and this was really really good. So for I sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not think I'd enjoy a Supergirl comic that much, but I definitely did. Yeah, and it, it, I don't know. It, it this was uh, I would have been totally fine just doing it in this universe specifically as well because I for liked, sure I like. The problem with a lot of Supergirl stories is it's very tied into like the Superman ethos and like all the other super characters yeah. that she has to interact with. But this was all about her, and like Superman was there, but he was a side character. Yep. I would love to keep exploring it that way for sure. Um, so yep, that, I mean that that was a fantastic book. I highly recommend uh, everyone pick that up or read that. Uh, very good, fantastic sure. fucking art. Yeah, um, absolutely. So keep that in mind if you're looking for a Joel Jones book. But anyway, uh, that was the book we were reading for today. The next we have is Real Treat. Um, <laughs> this week we watched Supergirl 1984, which if you're wondering, wait, super, there's a Supergirl movie that's that old? Yeah, there is. Yep. Uh, it's the Christopher Reeves era, so expect uh, really long opening uh, sequence titles. <laughs> expect lots of flying sound effects that just don't make any sense. Nope. Uh when when you land, sparkles just ding ding ding. It's like you're walking. <laughs> yeah, into they straight a up had like they straight up had like a Dragon Ball Z Goku like teleport sound effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it was hilarious. I need to bring up like the synopsis of this movie so I don't forget anything because this is a lot to unpack here. Um, if you've never seen the Supergirl movie, honestly, probably watch it. Yeah. There's a lot of bad movies that we watch where I'm like, we're reporting on this because we did it because we <laughs> we technically watched it. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to recommend you watch this awful movie. But here's the thing. You guys should watch this awful movie. Oh, yeah. Because it's a sight to behold. It's not just a bad movie. It's like a wh- what's, what am I watching kind of movie. <laughs> How did this get made? Yes. Um, <laughs> and why did Peter O'Toole agree to be in it? Yeah, Peter O'Toole's <laughs> in this movie. Uh, okay, I searched Supergirl. That's not specific enough. Super, Supergirl 1984. Because everyone else is watching the probably very good Supergirl TV show. That's not what we're talking about today. Oh, no. 
We, we, we're not that nice to ourselves. But surprisingly, the Helen Slater, who plays Supergirl in this, is Supergirl's mom in the show. Yeah, I think it was probably a cameo. Like, oh, look who it is. Yeah. Remember her? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like having Linda Carter be in Wonder Woman 1984. Exactly. It's like, oh, hey, it's, it's her. <laughs> we know that person. <laughs> nope, not like that exactly. Um, so this movie is strange. Uh, just to set the scene, this is a shared universe. Technically, Clark Kent and Superman exist in this world, and they're actually mentioned a lot. Probably too much. Because it's constantly Kara going around telling everyone, Clark Kent is my cousin. <laughs> and she tells people, Superman is my cousin. Oh, yeah. Both. Either or. Yep. She's, whatever the context is, she's eager to just let that information go <laughs> and i just imagine clark kent somewhere like shut the fuck up <laughs> shut up you're gonna blow my spot <laughs> um but let's set the scene here um we start out in argo city which is a isolated city separate from krypton i'm pretty sure that's standard argo city lore yep um and we start out with a very brief scene of kara and um not her father uh, a man named zoltar uh, who's like a mentor, a teacher or something. He's yeah. Some kind of scientist. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and he's showing her like his, his magic wand. That this can... is Peter O'Toole, by the way. Yeah, this is Peter O'Toole's character who sells the shit out of this for the few scenes he's Oh, in. yeah. He knocks out of the park. Like, for what he was given, he gave it all. He was like, this might be a D-minus movie, but I'm going to give an A-plus performance. <laughs> I can't look bad. <laughs> um, and it starts out with uh, him kind of like teaching her lessons about this magic wand he's invented, and it's all nonsense. He has this Krypton battery, which ends up being the, the Maltese Falcon of the movie. Yep. Um... <laughs> And he's like, look at this battery. It can sustain blah, 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 blah. It can do anything. Yep. And then Kara like, ends up using his magic pen to accidentally make like a dragonfly. Like she straight up scribble knots it into existence. Yep. Uh, and the dragonfly like buzzes around and then whoop, flies out of the space station, creating a tear in the compression <laughs> of the entire room, uh, sending like yeah open air out into space. And Kara reaches out to try to grab the battery and gets her head stuck. Yeah, <laughs> it actually is kind of brutal for a second because like everyone's like trying to rip her out. It's like maybe we should slow down. <laughs> like, thankfully, she's a Kryptonian, so her head isn't like ripped apart. Yeah, but... it would have been bad. Yeah, but yeah, she loses the battery and it flies into a rift in space. And Peter O'Toole was literally just like, well, that was my life's work. <laughs> Time to go to the Phantom Zone. Yeah, he's like, well, I guess I'll have to exile myself to permanent defeat in the Phantom <laughs> Zone. And Kara's like, holy shit, that's intense. Yeah. Uh, I guess I got to go get it. And she hops in a spaceship and goes after it while everyone's like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the origin of, of Kara in this universe is uh, she fucked up and threw the battery out the window. So now she's got to go get it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so she follows it through the, the portal, which of, of course it ends up on earth. Um, and here's where things start to really get weird. So, <laughs> so far you're like, Hey, this sounds pretty, normal. this sounds pretty super girly. Yeah. This sounds like a, a super movie. They're on Krypton, Argo city, a gadgets going to earth. This sounds perfect. All right. Next, we meet the witch coven. Um, oh, <laughs> no, first we meet the witch and, and her, her weird Nigel, British boyfriend. Whose job, unclear. Unclear. Um, yeah, he ends up showing up as a, a high school teacher who Kara like, ends up wandering into to be a student. Here's why Nigel's a role model. He can hold down multiple jobs in multiple different fields very effectively. True. He's a warlock. He seems to be a millionaire from something. Yeah, he's got money. He's a high school teacher. Yep. And uh, he's also, there was one other job in there. 
No, that might be three. But that's that, enough. Yeah, I think that's a trifecta. Yeah, whatever he's getting rich off of, I don't know. Maybe that's daddy's money. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he's at least a warlock and a school teacher. Oh yeah, and that's to be admired because high school teachers—that's a lot of work. Yep. That, that's a, a balancing act. Being a warlock is also a lot of work. Although I'm sure he's not the first warlock to also be a teacher. Probably not. <laughs> warlock high school teacher. Hit us up on Twitter. Right. Um, but yeah, so he's having a picnic picnic with her and arguing about things. I can't remember. But yeah, then most of what he says is absolute nonsense. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> then the magic Krypton battery lands in his soup. <laughs> just right in the soup right in the soup and they both instantly kind of like know what it is and how powerful it is yeah i, I don't think they know exactly what it is but they're just like well that's a magic nani well hold on i gotta find names here because in, there's some selena. movies where you selena's learn- the main witch selena thank you yeah selena it's almost instant i think if i'm recalling correctly she like picks it up in like monologues with it in her hand oh yeah and she's like with this i can become the uh the Baba Yaga, whatever the hell she says. World Dominator. Yeah. Um, And and she's like, I don't need you anymore, Nigel. And gets in the car, starting the car with the Krypton battery. Yep. And he's like, but but I (laughs) I have 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 the the keys, keys, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He's like, oh, who needs your keys, Nigel? Right. And... Oh, it's called the Omega Hedron. Let that be clear. At least it's got a kind of cool name. Oh, hey, looking on the uh, description, it does say uh, relationship with Warlock Nigel. He is a bona fide Warlock. Okay. So that is official. (laughs) Uh, So Supergirl follows closely behind, emerging out of the water, strangely. I guess they're going with like a wormhole thing, which is, that's actually kind of cool. I'll go with that. If you're going to do space travel, why not appear out of the lake? Yeah, I mean, shit. there's a lot. I, there's a lot of not only UFOs, but a lot of like underwater like shit that we don't yeah. understand. I think that's a cool, a cool addition. I'm have no problem with that. Um, but she does fly out of there in Supergirl regalia, which uh, is yeah, also she fine. Gets, Clark does that all the time in these movies, so I have no problem with it. <laughs> it's just weird that she l- went in the ship in like just pajamas and comes out with like the full suit. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but basically the whole movie, she can just shapeshift her outfits and it, hair at it, will. In this universe, that's a, a bona fide Kryptonian power, so Which, I'll, I'll I mean, go with it. Because yeah. Clark literally just does it all the time. He'll fly out a window and be True. Superman. So True. Okay. <laughs> True. Uh, the part where this movie gets... First of all, this is a two-hour movie. Yeah. How? I <laughs> they, they took a lot of liberties. The Superman 4 was 90 minutes. Yep. And that felt like a full-ass movie. That felt movie. long. Yeah. <laughs> this was two hours because randomly, Kara gets to this planet, forgets her mission. Yep. She All of a sudden, who for, who gives a shit about the Omega Hedron? <laughs> uh, she is distracted because she walks through the woods just like, oh, where am I? Oh, look at me. I can fly. This yeah. is so fun. Yep. And then comes across like a high school baseball game. Uh, and she's like, look at this. And like scouts the school uniform, puts it on, and it's like, I'm going to go to high school now. <laughs> Why? This is clearly the highest form of living on this planet. Why would you go to high school? <laughs> That's not, no. And I get, uh, people might be saying, oh, but Kara's story is always a high school story. Not like this, where she's no. just like this weird-ass fucking imposter. <laughs> she just stumbles in. Sneaking her way in. <laughs> comes up with a fake alias, just like, I live here now. <laughs> it's like, all right. And the principal's even like, I've never seen you before. And she's like, I'm here now. And he's like, suspicious, but okay. <laughs> yeah, she he like ends up walking out of the room, and she ends up like super speed writing a fake letter from Clark Kent as a letter of recommendation. And it, it, it makes if that's good. Oh, Clark Kent, a reporter from <laughs> Metropolis. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, what? it's it's a lot of like reaching because but... they're playing it off like it's a recommendation from Superman. Yeah, where it's like, holy shit! I Clark guess I gotta Kent. let you in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't say no to that. This is like me getting a, a recommendation from like, oh look, did you know this one repiter- reporter for the New York Times is my dad? <laughs> I don't give a shit. This is a high school, <laughs> right? <laughs> So and then not only that, but her roommate ends up being Lois Lane's cousin. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's just. And then it why? does it does introduce the only uh, Christopher Reeve Superman crossover character, where Jimmy Olsen shows up to go on like a double date okay, with them. That, that might make it worth it, just to get Jimmy yeah, Olsen. Yeah, I mean, story. we get a, we get a little Jimmy Olsen <laughs> in there. And, and, yeah, it is, it is the same actor from like the actual movies, Jimmy Olsen. So that yeah. that was kind of a fun cameo. Oh yeah. Um, and so they end up going on a double date, and. Here's the part of the movie that's hard to explain. <laughs> I'm not actually completely confident I understood what the plot was. No. <laughs> that might be a weird thing to say. And I'm going to review every part of the plot. Like, I know what happened. Because, yeah, I know the things that happened in the movie. I watched it and I remember it. Yeah. I just don't know what the plot was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the first 30 minutes is, you know, it, it lays out the groundwork of what she's going to Earth to do. And then it delves into about, after you get through the whole introduction of the high school stuff, it delves into about an hour of this weird love triangle where... That's the part of it, like, the, what was the villain's goal? Was it just to get the hot landscaper to I, be her boyfriend? I think so. I, I I think, like, to do her world domination thing, she needed, like, some hot, like, mind slave dude. Okay, so the, I'll, I'll correct myself. I now know what the plot of this movie is. <laughs> So basically, Selena the Witch is trying to cast a love spell using this potion she made from a spider and some beer. Yep. Which is, what? okay. And and literally, she, she, they're just parked at the high school, and they see this hot landscaper, like, with his shirt off. And clipping, Selena's yeah, like, clipping limbs. There we go. <laughs> um, that's the part I don't understand. Was it just that, or did this somehow lead to world domination? I have to assume the latter, but it really didn't seem like that. Apparently, a part of her plan was like step two: find super hot guy to be my henchman. Step three: make him love me. Step four: summon Satan. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Okay, I guess that's all it takes. I guess so. That's what happens. Is she makes the love potion, and then I'm pretty sure this actor is the guy from Die Hard, who's like, uh, "I think it Hansi, was." Please, yeah, I yeah. got him, and he goes on the phone and gets shot. <laughs> um, it, it's that guy. Um, and okay. I, I'm trying to figure out how to pace this. Let's start with the double date. It is him. It is him. That's yep. what I thought. Yeah. Hart Bachner. Hot, yeah, Hart Bachner. Uh, he's our, our resident hot boy for the movie. <laughs> yeah, Ethan. Uh, so here's what happens. Not even a last name for his character. Just Ethan. He gets... <laughs> yep, just Ethan. He's just the guy. <laughs> right. Sequence of events here, because this is important. This is yeah, it's a sequence. lot. It's surprisingly a lot. Ethan is uh, landscaping. He ends up, they live in a carnival like the Joker. Yep. He ends up going over there, gets love potion. I will say, though, it is kind of a cool, like, like cabal, like kind of goth hangout. Oh, I was, at first I was super hyped. I was like, damn, Kara's going to be fighting like a, wi- a coven of witches. Right. Like, in, in a carnival? This is sick. And it, it, they absolutely just missed the nail on the head no it's kind of like if anyone's seen it's always sunny in philadelphia it reminded me of like when they do the orgy and then you go oh, there yeah. and it's just all old people yep this is like that's like oh it's gonna be the spooky uh hot eyes wide club. shut yeah and, and then you walk in it's all old people. Like, all just like a nursing home of that people. guy's not even wearing a mask <laughs> it's pretty much what it is because you see this witch coven and it all just looks like your grandparents just walking yeah. around it looks like one of the guys just looks like the guy from six flags who's like he literally gets off a train that revolves around the room 
Oh, man. And so anyway, they capture uh, Ethan, and they put this love potion on him, and he like, goes to sleep. And the rule of this spell is, like, when he awakes, the per- first person he lays eyes on, he will be madly in love with. Yep. And she's like, I'll just let him sit here, and then I'll just wait till he wakes up. Better not keep an eye on him. Yeah, not, not a convoluted plot point <laughs> at all. What ends up happening then is he ends up getting free. And now just wandering through the streets. Yeah, he's just stumbling through the streets, just like, oh. Yeah, like in a drunken stupor, just through the middle of, of traffic. And oh, before like, that, though, tri- while tripping his balls off, has to walk through, like, the Hall of Horrors in this, like, oh, carnival yeah. ride. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> I was like, this fucking guy has no idea what's happening. No, that that's a bad experience yeah, when so you're tripping balls. so he's, like, tripping balls, going through, like, ha-ha, the haunted house. <laughs> then wandering through the streets while people honk at him and, like, almost hit him with their car. Yep. Um, and now he's walking through the town where Kara lives, where they're on this double date with jimmy um and here's where things really get wild yeah uh selena notices that uh ethan is gone yep and so she's like oh shit i gotta get him back better keep better pull up the tracker on my magic mirror yep and so she (laughs) she can track him and she's got like a camera it's like a scrying eye yep uh and she's like let me cast a spell bring him back to me and abracadabra yep and cast a spell and if you think you can guess what this spell does to bring <laughs> Ethan back to her, you're wrong. You're very wrong. No, you're wrong. Oh. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly last night. Like, if there's one thing that movie did, it was that it was completely, like, unpredictable. unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, say what you want about that movie. You're never going to guess the, where no, it's going next. definitely not. So that's why I think it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it's fun it, to watch. It is just the harebrained antics at every it every turn. It will constantly surprise you. Because if, you if you've had time to guess now, you're probably thinking, oh, a magic tether flies him away very comically, and he floats back to the, the carnival. Or yeah, or maybe he just he gets becomes possessed and, like, walks back himself. Or maybe they think they do what's a really clever camera trick and just have him blip out of the frame. They do that several times and think it's really clever. <laughs> it's not because all the actors change position. Yeah, they did uh, not get their <laughs> marking right. Nope. Uh, no, that's not what happens. She finds a a what 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 is that machine called? The the digger truck. It, yeah, it's it's not a it's, not a bulldozer. It's basically a tractor, the, but uh, the tractor with the claw in the front that digs big holes. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. You know what it the is. The big claw thing on the front. Yeah. Um, she animates one of those. And it goes driving after Ethan, chomp, chomp, trying to grab it in its bulldozer claws. <laughs> While also, like, knocking everything in its path away. Oh, and it causes calamity. <laughs> Untold destruction. L- like, apparently this town was on... The only thing holding this town between sanity and irrationality was a five-mile-an-hour tractor r- driving down the middle of the That's street. That's all it takes. <laughs> Instantly, everyone in the town... where This looks like the speed limit was maybe 30. Maybe. Maybe 35, if you're really feeling dangerous yeah it's it's a downtown like main street yeah it, it, it people are flying <laughs> through here all, flying. Of the, all of a sudden people are flying through here because now when they see the truck or they have to make a spinning dramatic turn yep so now everyone's going 60 there's just head-on crashes people driving into fronts of shops yeah one guy accelerates into a clothes <laughs> store and literally kills someone yeah we know for sure one person got absolutely demolished they literally put an actor there who like so they can get hit by the car and we're yeah. like, oh they're dead they're dead <laughs> <laughs> like that car just obliterated it's- them ridiculous and people are like this thing by the way this bulldozer is not going fast it's going about four miles an hour if you haven't seen the movie you might be thinking oh it's magically animated maybe it's flying through the town yeah no it's going like four miles an hour yeah and like (laughs) and like the crane arm isn't like spinning around and like knocking everything like it's literally just straight down the road while this dude just like slowly jogs away like oh no No, it's moving at the speed and capabilities of what that machine can literally do yep 
Yeah, so it's it's, it's just literally like clomp, clomp, <laughs> clomp, and Ethan's like running away. Like, oh no, I can't get away from it. Yep, and people are following behind just by walking. the whole half the towns here at this just point. Walking behind, just like oh no, like someone do something. Yeah, so finally, Kara's friend like jumps into the driver's seat because it's going two miles it an turns hour. Turns out all you got to do is hit the brakes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but somehow she still ends up like knocking herself oh, out. That part is hilarious. She's going around like, how do I stop this crazy thing? And like hits her head on yeah. like the side of the the thing i guess something comes out like it it's like a brake lever or something <laughs> it's her head on that and she's knocked out cold <laughs> so she's out now yeah and it's so funny when the crane finally does catch ethan the, like there's no way that it could have like picked him up realistically in the shot without like maiming so him. it literally like the actor like jumps into the- <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh i got scooped it's like no you, oh, we no. saw you jump into it <laughs> oh man so and again, so that sequence is just a sight. Look that up. That's got that scene alone. It's got to be on YouTube. So oh, just, absolutely. It's a sight to behold. <laughs> Runaway fucking bulldozer. <laughs> I don't even. And Supergirl like eventually like saves him. But it's like, why weren't you the one? Just you could have just picked this thing up. You could have done anything. She ends up just like pulling the claws of this thing open, and of course now the love potion is gone off. Yeah. So now Ethan looks at Supergirl, and he's like, "My love." Yep. Or no, it's not. Oh even no. Supergirl. It's yeah, her cause... alter ego, Linda. Yeah. Who... Who... She just puts on a brunette wig and puts on a school uniform yeah <laughs> it's like oh now linda's my love and yep. she's like i don't know who you are and then they kiss yeah he like starts kissing her and then she's just like oh okay okay b- who are you <laughs> yeah it's very awkward no it's so strange because the rest of the movie he's gonna be like smitten to an uncomfortable level with her oh yeah there's like a whole like romeo and juliet like shakespearean sonnet that he does no the, that's the best part <laughs> as soon as he's under the effects of the love potion he instantly starts speaking like he's a shakespeare character he's yeah like, won't you come with me tis my love <laughs> like the, n- the night cannot compare to these beauty like, i, I just, shall cometh with a banquet of roses for the love <laughs> just cringe after cringe line it's like you're not even using english you're using old-timey english all of a sudden why <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no so oh god what, where else i don't even yeah i mean basically from there it it's just them with their whole because now obviously the witch is pissed off it's like no he's supposed to love me yeah. who's this weird girl okay there is a sequence we have to touch on though because they end up fighting again at the carnival oh and, yeah uh she ends up tossing ethan into the bumper car pit which they oh, really, yeah. <laughs> they try to make that look really hard like it's lethal. Oh yeah. Like he's in the bumper cars and like I don't think getting hit by a bumper cars uh, by one bumper car as a grown ass man is going to be that dangerous. No, <laughs> you might get like a bruise. You're not going under it. There's no no, way. no. it's no. not possible. <laughs> uh, so he's literally like dodging out of these like it's like he's going to fucking die. Meanwhile, the edge of like the the ring is like two feet away. He could have just jumped over he, the side. He could have ran like for two seconds and just <laughs> hopped over a two foot fence. Oh man. And it's hilarious. Cause these bumper cars are all like NFL linebackers with like the NFL logos on yep. them. So it's like this old timey, like Steelers bumper car. That's like chasing. Him. Yeah. It's, it's honestly pretty funny. And he ends up getting like knocked out in one of them. And Kara picks up the, the fucking the whole bumper car. Yeah. It's like a new England Patriots fucking Steelers bumper car. Yeah. And like flies it. It's like this super scenic or what's supposed to be a super scenic shot with like this dramatic Superman John Williams flying music. It looks hilarious because like 
if it was like a Superman movie, it'd be like Superman carrying Lois like over like a sunset by which, some which mountains and a beach. Which is a shot. It's like, oh, the two lovers flying across. Yeah, but no. this is Kara carrying a grown-ass I, man in an NFL bumper car. A giant bumper car. <laughs> it is massive. With Tom Brady painted on the side. <laughs> so yeah, she ends up dropping him on the beach. He wakes up and about two seconds later gets oh, hit in the head with a better. coconut. This only gets better. <laughs> This dude undergoes about three different traumatic brain injuries throughout this movie. Yeah. They, they land on the beach. It's like, oh, I've rescued you, Ethan. Fear. Dog. <laughs> this is what I mean. This movie is never predictable. Because you uh, see Kara, or Kara flying uh, her apparent lover uh, <laughs> in an NFL bumper car yeah. through all of Midwestern America. Yep. To some exotic beach, beach. And then he gets out. The first thing you think is going to happen is not a coconut flies from off screen <laughs> and fucking clocks this dude. Knocks him out. Yeah, he's out cold to the point where Kara's like, oh no, is he going to be okay? Like, this is now a, a, a tense situation. Oh yeah. My my friend has been hit by a coconut. Can anyone help me? <laughs> and so she literally splits open the coconut, gets the coconut juice, and begins feeding his unconscious body coconut juice with two of her fingers and in it, like a weird scooping motion onto his tongue. It I is, cannot describe that any grosser than I did <laughs> because that's what happens. That was not the least gross way you could have described it. I was it. trying my best. God damn, I forgot about the coconut. It goes it is on so, for the, so long. They literally like try to play like seductive mute, not seductive, but like kind of just low tone, just like symphonic stuff. And it's like, is this supposed to be like romantic? Like, it, what is happening? It looks like some. It looks like a dog eating peanut butter off the <laughs> owner's fingers, but like unconscious. It makes such little. And sense. it goes on for a while. Like it happens for like a minute. And then it zooms out, and you're back with Selena, and you're yep. like, "Oh, good, that's over." Thank but then God. you look on her scrying orb in the back, and she's still she's doing watching it. them. Yeah. <laughs> she's in the background feeding him more coconut juice. Oh my God! Why? Yeah. So then, yeah, and then he wakes up, and then they kiss, and then he like realizes that like Supergirl is Linda, and then all of a sudden he does the Goku Dragon Ball Z teleport in a second. Well, no, here's the stupidest part. It turns out the spell is broken. Oh, that's right. Because Dude let the, her, the spider out of the Nani, whatever. She had like a spider in a walnut, which I guess is the catalyst of this spell. Yeah, as long the... as he's in the walnut. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, that's not the problem. I, the part I have problems with. No. The spider gets out, and now the spell is broken. Yep. Here's what I have problems with. He goes up to Supergirl, and he's like, wait, I love Linda. Or, or do I love Linda? And you're like, oh, good. It's... No, no, I love Linda. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, you were so close. He seems so unsure about it. And then he's just like, no, I no, I swear I do. She is thine love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It is just event after event in this oh. is so unfathomable. And the third act of this is just Selena sending whatever the cheapest budgeted threats they could at oh, yeah. Supergirl for her to th fight. Yep. The first one is an invisible monster, which I'll give them credit for that, for her fighting an invisible monster and how cheap that should have been. They did an okay job. It was all it. right. They had it like stomping on the ground and it was like, you know, you yeah, saw crushing the cars. Yeah, and, yeah. And the cr cars got crushed. It was practical. It was, they it, tried. It was not bad. She ends up beating it by electrifying a street lamp and using shoot, it as like a talisman. Like a, like a magic wand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, strange, but okay. Yeah. But then that's just, that just happens. That's, that didn't even feel like something that had to happen. It's not, it, it's not organic at all. Here's how the movie wraps up. She fights Satan. 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, that's honestly about what happens. It's literally just a giant, like, Baphomet-style-looking, like, goat demon. Yeah, no, so yeah, Selena's in there doing her final rites. I've finally done the spell, yep. abracadabra. And, yeah, she literally has to fight, like, this giant, like, fucking horned, winged demon. It's like... Which <laughs> leads to one of the most baffling scenes in the movie. Oh, are you talking about her JPEG being stretched? Yes! <laughs> While it's, like, her weird, like, guttural moans that, like, are completely isolated from the other audio in the movie. Here's here's what I want to know about this scene. Here's what fascinated me about it. It's not how it looked. No. Because given what they were trying to show, I'm not surprised it turned out looking like that. Absolutely not. That's what makes me question it, though. Whoever wrote this script, what era did they think they lived in where they <laughs> thought they could pull this scene off? In the script, I can only imagine what it says is Supergirl leaps at the demon, the demon grabs her with his demon giant demon-like claws, yep. and begins to pull her body apart like Gumby. Yep. That's what's supposed to be happening. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be this weird, like, awful, she's Kryptonian, I'm, this is all I can do, I'm yeah. gonna stretch you out, like yep. fucking Stretch Armstrong. How did they think they were gonna film that? And and have it not look like the worst thing ever put also, on film. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, it is, why? Why? It is, and because not only that, but like it's showing Selena doing like her hand twisting motions, like a voodoo doll. Yeah. yeah. And then and then it cuts back to like the demon, and it's just a weird zoomed in shot of like some. It's obviously like a backdrop where it's like the uh, footage of the demon hands twisting, and then Kara's like in front of it while it's just a JPEG image. Like it's look, like a placed image of of Kara, but like stretched like imagine you're on photoshop yeah and you're not sizing an image properly and you just stretch it wide yep that's what that's what she looks like it's like someone took a jpeg of of uh, what's her name uh the actress uh slater helen slater helen slater they took a jpeg of helen slater in supergirl costume and then just said okay proportion throw it on top of the hands yep stretch it out wide and then just have her be like no yeah and then just kind of like move the camera weird it looks exactly how we're describing yeah because i at no point (laughs) does it look like she's actually being like wrapped in like a hand or like actually her movements have nothing to do with the movements of the none it's it looks abysmal but like what did you expect to happen yeah it it is awful because i think when you when you make a movie like this you really got to know what you're working with and what you can pull off with you have to know yeah your limitations there's a reason why I actually kind of praised that invisible monster we just talked about. Yeah. Because it was an invisible monster, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. They don't have a lot of money. I'm okay with that. Not every movie has money. Exactly. But and that- they made it look good for what they could do. It looked awesome for what they could do. Totally, yeah. But they could not do this, so it looked like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if some weird stuff happened during production. Like, obviously, the whole Christopher Reeves thing didn't pan out. And like, because they really, from what I was reading, I they, don't know how that would have fixed this movie. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't. Have. It absolutely would. The only like kind of Superman reference we get is when she gets to her dorm and Lois Lane's cousin has a, a poster of Superman, and she just kind of weirdly touches it, yeah, like twists his pecs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like flicking his nips. <laughs> it's a very weird scene, and I guess that's where Christopher Reeve would have been inserted. I don't know where that. I, honestly, the only th- thing I could th- could think of that would have made sense is him just being there at the end, like Nick Fury. Yeah, Be like hi, Kara. That we need to talk. That's all it would have been. Yeah, because like there's. He would have been so out of. He would have. Been, he would have shown up in this movie and been like, "Wow, this is intense. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? <laughs> What's up with this weird possessed guy like making out with you? Your villains are way more intense than mine. You're fighting the demon, <laughs> right? The devil, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, man. So say what you want about this movie about Kara, but damn, she had to fight some serious shit. Yeah, it was. That's a big like first big bad. Superman to just had to fight. Uh, fucking Richard Pryor and uh, a weird knockoff like Luthor. <laughs> yeah. 
For real, though. She had to fight Satan. Yeah, that was like a whole eldritch demon. So, yeah, and I, I feel like I'm missing over parts of this movie, too, that could be broken Oh, yeah, down we did. Okay, study. so it, Peter O'Toole's in the first five minutes. Oh, we do need to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, probably the, be- the best sequence of this movie is... Um, the trip to the Phantom Zone. Yeah, so... Kara gets locked in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. so like, so after, like, right before that big fight, Kara uh, gets locked in the mirror. Selena makes Ethan like in love with her again with another magic nani. Yeah. So she's in the Phantom Zone, gets stuck in some green goo. I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, but basically, she gets sent to the Phantom Zone, which initially I'm like, okay, cool. This is some yeah, like th- this could we're back to like yeah. Superman mythos stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so she's crawling around, and like we, we we even started theorizing cool shit, like, oh, this is after Superman too. Maybe she'll meet Zod here. Yeah. Or at the very least, she's gonna meet Zoltar again. Yep. Which she does. She does. Um, well, and he even references too that like there are like people that were sentenced here, like criminals that live like over the hill or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so they do offhand reference yeah. like Zod and the other Kryptonians. For sure. Yeah. Um, which is good enough. That's fine. That's yeah. totally cool. Um, and Peter O'Toole is awesome in these scenes. <laughs> yeah, because he's just become an absolutely senile like wanderer where he's literally just walking around with like this weird green bottle. He, he's not unlike Yoda in Empire Strikes Back here. It's, but yeah, a lot, lot of similarities. Yeah. Where he's just like, he's very wise, but he... Being here for so long by himself, he's starting to lose it. Oh, yeah. And he just, like, has this green liquid that he just loves drinking. He's like, squirt. Yeah. Squirt. He's, he's walking like around the car just like, Carl, would you like a squirt? Please, I love squirt. Squirt, squirt, squirt. <laughs> he says that word a million times. We're not overemphasizing I, it. No, it, it cannot be overstated how many times Peter O'Toole says every, squirt. Every other line is like, <laughs> I need a squirt. Cara, would you like a squirt? And it's never explained what this squirt is. No, it's, it's just, just green liquid. You just squirt it. Yeah. Man, it's, it's squirt, squirt that, you, that you drink. Yeah. Uh, so Peter O'Toole, like, uh, he's like, you'll never get out of the Phantom Zone. Never. Yeah, there's uh, absolutely no way. Unless, of course, no, it'd be too crazy. <laughs> so it's exactly what you expect. Yeah. Uh, he's like, no, we need to go to the Maelstrom. <laughs> it's like, literally, this is like some of the most epic shit we've gotten. Yeah, so it's actually kind of cool because they literally, the way they describe it is like, they're basically going, they're like walking the edge of a quantum like portal or like yeah. whirlpool basically and they almost the, the way this looks it way, looks decent at the beginning well and the way they play it too it's literally like they're crawling out of hades it's oh yeah very cool yeah it looks awesome because like the way they play it like them literally crawling out of the phantom zone it very much gives up like that like that hell image yeah it's like a it's dante's like, inferno it, thing. absolutely yeah um and they pl- and Peter O'Toole is like so epic with all of it too. He's like, "This is it, the Maelstrom. <laughs> this is where you conquer your fears, Kara." Right? He's just like, "Conquer your demons, find your destiny through the Maelstrom," <laughs> so and like sick. just the most epic delivery. And it's just like, "God damn, Peter O'Toole! Like you were not paid enough to be in this shitty movie." Yeah, they're like crawling up this rocky surface. It's like a tornado is trying to grip them. And he's like, "Go, Kara. Yeah, I'm right behind you." And like as he slips and she keeps climbing and she looks behind and he's not. Yeah, there. He like sacrifices I was like, himself. Why is this movie good all of a sudden? <laughs> right. And then it's instantly over. And instantly we're back, bad. We're back with Selena and the weird fucking hand demon. Oh god. So Yeah, it's it's that's a, lot I mean. of, a lot so of things. There's so much to fucking unpack here. Yeah. It's it's not enough to talk about in one episode. I don't know like I said. Yeah, we left a lot out. There's it, a lot in there. And not a lot of un- like stuff that all could have been broken down to the nth level. Oh yeah. Ugh. God damn. This is this was Honestly, 
Maybe one of my favorite movies we've watched. It's probably top five. It's top five for just me. Just because, like, how fascinating it was. And I'm not including <laughs> movies that are just, like, unironically Legitimately good. good, yeah. Yeah, I'm not including... Fuck, who cares? Yeah. Like, we barely do those anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any movie that's, like, actually good, I'm like, why even talk about yeah, it? Yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> uh, but this is top five for me. This is this is why we do this. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you're looking... If you've got, like, a free night, you've got a couple hours to kill, like, have a couple beers and watch it. It's on you HBO will, Max. You, you will have a great time. It. If you've got HBO, you can watch this. I oh, yeah. highly, highly, highly recommend it. It is absolutely fascinating. Uh, so yes, so uh, I, I think that's it for this episode. I, I yeah. really, I, I, I'm exhausted. I, I feel like I've done good work here. Today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've we've we run the game. The good word. Yeah. <laughs> so if you take anything away from this episode today, just make sure you know that the best thing in life is squat. <laughs> Make sure you have your squirt. Don't forget that daily squirt. You'll find destiny and squirt in the maelstrom. <laughs> God damn it. All right. That was it for our uh, Supergirl episode, everybody. Join yep. us next week for more stuff. See you later.